Well, welcome. Welcome, everybody. Thank you once again for joining me. Um, just me this evening. Um, Barry and Anne have got a big family gathering uh, today, so um, I let him off. Um, but next week, um, I'm actually on holiday for the next couple of Wednesdays. So next Wednesday, it'll be Barry on his own. And then the following week, which is the 21st of June, uh, I'm on holiday. Barry's at the Toronto School of Ministry. So on the 21st uh, of June, there will not be a webcast. But 28th, back again, um, again, just with Barry, because I'm in Poland that day. And then we're together on the 5th of July for the last one of the season. So a um, little bit different over the next few weeks, but um, we'll keep you posted on Facebook and so on. But next week, same time, same place, but it'll just be um, Barry. Um, but, um, you know, thank you all for, for, for tuning in once again. Thank you for those who watch later. Uh, we really appreciate your support um, and just your faithfulness in taking time to to be with us. And like Barry said the other week, you know, when we bump into you at uh, conferences or church weekends, we just love hearing the stories of how this webcast is 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 a, is is helpful to you, and um, just love to meet you. So, thank you for for being with us. Thank you for supporting us. Um, just want to mention something we've got coming up in September. Uh, we've got our Growing in Sonship uh, week at Cloverley Hall in Shropshire in the UK. And this is really a week. It's, it's being led by myself with Trevor and Linda Galpin. And this is just a week-long opportunity to go deeper in um, our own experience of the Father loving us. Um, it's kind of helpful if you've done something like um, a Father Heart Encounter or a Father Heart School or a Transformation Week, um, but it's not essential. Um, it, it, we, we, in this week, we really seek to build on some of those earlier encounters. So if you've been on one of those encounters, it will have laid um, a good foundation, hopefully. <laughs> and we, we seek to build on that. But, you know, if you're just really interested in having an encounter with the Father, um, then have a look at the website um, and consider joining us. Certainly, if you've been in one of our Father Heart Encounters or done something uh, before, this will be uh, really helpful to you. So have a look at the website. It's all um, fatherheart.uk forward slash sonship. Uh, there's more information there. There's some photographs of Cloverly Hall. Many of you will know it. You'll have done your Father Heart Encounter or Father Heart School there. Beautiful place. And of course, September is still the end of the summer. Mostly we do our Father Heart Encounters in February or March, which is the tail end of winter. And uh, this year, actually, it was just the beginning of spring. The daffodils were coming out and so on. But September is kind of different season. You get to see it in a different light. The evenings are a little bit longer as well. So um, a few photographs on the website about Cloverly. Um, there's a bit more information about the week. And um, there's a booking form if you're interested in joining us. And we'd really love to welcome as many of you as, as are able to come. These weeks are um, uh, good times. They're a good time of fellowship. They're just a good opportunity to be together. Um, and just to give that time to Father to be away, uh, be away from the busyness of life, be away from, you know, your normal commitments, hopefully be away from email and phone and text and all that sort of thing. And just give yourself the opportunity to be in his presence and enjoying what he wants to do in your heart and going deeper in this revelation of sonship. So I really would encourage you to, to have a look at that and come and join us. You are all very welcome um, to, to be there with us. Uh, Cloverly Hall, Shropshire, it's relatively near <coughs> Birmingham Airport. It's relatively near Manchester Airport. And, you know, you would be very welcome to come from Europe or even further afield um, to be with us. We've had people from America, from Australia, um joining us for these weeks and um you know many european cities fly to birmingham or manchester and it's pretty easy to get from there to to the conference venue so if you're in europe you are very welcome it's all going to be in english 
So you will need to understand, you know, uh, English to, to be able to participate. But really, you know, you really would be very, um, <coughs> excuse me, very welcome. So have a look and come and join us. <coughs> so, yeah, that's coming up in September. I know it seems like a long way away at the moment, but it will go quickly, particularly over the summer. So um, there's plenty of space at the moment. But uh, if you're interested, book up. Uh, we'd love to see you. So that's Cloverly. Talked about the next few weeks. Um, and so, yeah, let's crack on with uh, this evening's talk. Do excuse me for um, a little second. I've got a frog in my, my throat. Hopefully that will be better. Um, yeah, this evening I want to talk about faith, hope and love. It kind of, it kind of sprung out of um, what we were talking about last week when Barry and I talked about how much more. And we talked about the Father's kindness and how he's good and how he's just wants to give us good things and we looked at those verses in Matthew and Luke where it says you know if, if if the father looks after the birds of the air or the flowers of the field how much more will he care for us if you you know if a son asks the father for a fish will the father give him a scorpion you know how much more will the father good give good things and so we looked at the father's kindness and we talked about that but it struck me halfway through um when we were talking last week and, and we kind of mentioned it a little bit in passing that there are times of course when we we're asking the father for things and it seems like heaven is is closed you know it seems like god is quiet and feels like you know our prayers and our requests fall on deaf ears and you know um Barry actually made a comment last week. Well, you know, of course, God is not a slot machine. <laughs> For sure. He loves to be kind. He is kind. He is generous. He is wholeheartedly seeking our best. But all of us know that there are times when we ask him for something and it doesn't happen. And I kind of realized last week as we were talking, we we almost gave the impression that you know anything we want, the, the Father would give us. <laughs> anything we ask for, he'd give us because he's this kind, generous Father. And of course, he is kind and he is generous and he does have a heart of overwhelming love towards each one of us. And But yet we have this tension of living in a fallen world and living with brokenness and... You know, sometimes we ask the Father for things and we don't see them happen. You know, be it healing or financial provision or jobs or things in our families. And I kind of want to talk about that a little bit today. Um, do, I, <laughs> do I have an answer? Um, yes and no. Um, you know, I hope there will be some answers. Um, this evening for us do i have an absolute answer why we sometimes don't get what we ask for no i'm afraid i don't but i want to try and bring us back into just to center to center ourselves on who the father is because throughout all of this we must we must never lose sight of who he is and so you know yes the father is kind and how much more you know, how much more does he love us? How much more does he want to provide for us than, than all these other things? Of, of course, for sure he does. Um, he loves to provide for his children. He is a generous, kind father. He is compassionate. He is gracious. He is slow to anger. All of those things are absolutely true. They are the bedrock of our faith and they do not change. And that's really what I want to emphasize at the beginning is he does not change. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. But we all know from our own journeys that sometimes things we have faith for 
maybe for ourselves, maybe for other people. We don't see them happen. Sometimes we wait a long time and we begin to see them happen. But other times we don't see them happen. And I think it's in, in Hebrews, um, it's talking about Abraham's faith. <laughs> and it says he had faith for things that he never saw, but other people saw them. And sometimes that's the case in our own journey, that we have faith for, for something, but we don't see it. But maybe, you know, another generation, be it in our own family or, or other people will We'll see it. Um, so I really want to talk about faith, hope and love and try and just put this in perspective for us um, and keep us rooted and grounded in the Father. Um, Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verse 1 says, Faith is the assurance or substance. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for but not yet seen you know faith is the reality of things that we hope for but we don't actually see they're not actually reality for us today and the way I like to describe it is um, it's like when you stand on a cliff and you look at the horizon you know however far that horizon is you know 32 kilometers or whatever it is you stand on this the cliff and you look out across the sea and you see the horizon and the way I describe faith is it's like there is there is something over the horizon that you can't see you know something you're hoping for it's something that you long for but you you don't physically see it it's not a reality and the, my description of faith is faith reaches over the horizon and brings what you cannot see into your reality so it becomes real it becomes substance for you and we've all got things haven't we over the horizon we know they're there we long to see them you know and We've all got those things and faith takes hold of those and brings them into our reality. There are, there are some parts of faith that are rock solid. You know, they are unchangeable. Um, they don't change. They are constant. And we know that we know that we know. Um, so, for example, you know, when we put our faith in Jesus you know when we become a Christian when we believe in him and we we come to him and we give our life to him you know that's that's a step of faith I actually think that that's probably the biggest one of the biggest if not the biggest step of faith we take you know because we're stepping out into the unknown you know we we may not know much about God we may not have studied his word. Um, we may be quite young. For me, I, I was 10 years old when I made that decision. Um, but yet something inside of our heart is stirred and we take this step into the unknown to meet, you know, to meet with Jesus, to allow him to lead us to the Father and to begin this journey with him. And in a sense, we haven't got a clue what we're signing up for. Um, and that's why I think it's it's one of the biggest steps of faith we ever take, because every other step of faith we take subsequently is built upon our experience and our experiences that we've had of him and his faithfulness and his provision. And we prove him because we prove him because we prove him. And in some ways that makes it easier to take steps of faith in the future. But, you know, when we take that step of faith to give our lives to him, that's the assurance of eternal life. The, the assurance are going to be with him forever is absolutely rock solid. You know, it's never going to change. You know, it's it's guaranteed. You know, we take that step of faith and then a whole load of things are completely guaranteed for us. You know, and that's like. 
a bedrock, it's an assurance we have. So the, there are some steps of faith that are like that. You know, absolutely guaranteed, rock solid, cast iron. There's other times um, where we kind of get a word of faith and we know that something is going to happen. Um, let me give you um, just one story from my, my own life. Um, just before we got married, Fiona and I, we were looking to buy a house and um, we kind of found the house we liked. It needed a lot of work doing to it, <laughs> um, but we found the house we liked and we, we made an offer um, to buy the house. Uh, we had the deposit available. I got the mortgage all arranged. And, you know, we were first time buyers. We didn't have a house to sell. And we this this was that this was the house. And we really felt this was the one. And it was all going through with the solicitors and everything else, you know. But then in, in England, we have this crazy system that even though you've put in an offer and it's been accepted, someone else can come along with a, a higher offer. We call it gazumping in English it's gazumping and somebody came along and they gazumped us and they put a higher offer in for the house that we felt was ours and the person who was selling the house accepted this other offer and I was really cross because you know we felt cheated and um you know we were getting married in a few months time and we knew that all this work needed to be done and we really felt that this was the, the right house for us. And, you know, then this guy puts in another offer and he gets his offer accepted. And one day I read Romans chapter four, and I think it's verse 16 or 17. And it's the Bible I was reading at the time was the New American Standard Bible. And it said there, God calls the things that are not as if they are. He calls them into being. And I read that verse one day. And I just knew that even though it seemed as this, this this house had been taken away from us, when I read that verse, I just felt the father speak to me and say, that house is yours. You know, at the moment, it's like it is not. <laughs> but it's like I it's just like the father said, I am calling it into being for you. And if you call it into being with me, you will see it. So. I just took that verse and I knew when the father gave me that verse, I knew we were going to get that house back. And so I just called it into being because it was like the father had given me faith to believe that I really would see it. Within a few days, two or three days, the other guy couldn't get the mortgage. <laughs> and it came back to us. We were able to get the house and we moved very quickly. We were able to get it. And then start decorating it and get it ready uh, for when we got married. Um, so, you know, there's certain things like when we're born again, that faith is absolutely rock solid, unchangeable, unshakable. Our future is secure. There's other times when we we get like that word of faith and we know that we know that we know. We know something is going to happen. We know in our heart because Father's spoken. And, you know, for me, just buying that house in that at that time was just one of those moments. And I have to say, when we moved to this house uh, in, in Abingdon, where we live now, we moved here 33 years ago. The same thing happened. And not, you know, different circumstances, um, but we were we really wanted to buy this house. And it just seemed like every door was closed. And then suddenly when I started to call it into being, it happened and we, we got the house. Um, now, there's other things. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of other things I have to say that I have called into being or tried to call into being and I haven't seen them happen. But maybe there's just a bit of favor on buying houses. It's not something I do very often. I've only done it twice. Um, but, you know, I knew because the father spoke. There's other times... And this is where it starts to get a bit more difficult, a bit more challenging for us. There's, there's other times where we, we want to have faith or we feel we, maybe we feel we should have faith. Um, maybe we feel 
the father is calling us to have faith for something and you know maybe it's for healing maybe it's for finances maybe maybe it's for a house <laughs> maybe it's for a job maybe it's for situation in, in in your family situation with friends situation in the community and you know you really feel like God's put this on your heart and you want to see it happen and so you you kind of want the faith and maybe you do have the faith and maybe the you, you kind of get this sense of yes there's something over the horizon that I'm just going to reach for and you know I want to bring it into reality and you really feel that positive sense of belief that um, this is going to happen and sometimes of course it does and that's that's wonderful you know you you pray for someone for healing or it's your own healing and your own job situation your own finances and you know it seems impossible and you just say father i'm going to believe you you are my provider you are my father you give good things to your children you know you you care for the flowers of the field you care for the birds of the air how much more did you care for me and you really believe it and and you see it happen and that's that's wonderful you know and i i kind of long for the day in my own life when more of those sorts of things happen you know i i, I you know i suppose um the thing i see most happen um is when we're doing father heart schools or father heart encounters um you know, it's people coming on those weeks with, with questions and the uncertainty of, you know, is Father going to meet me? Am I going to experience his love? And, you know, I, I know just over the years, I have seen so many people's lives changed because they've had an encounter with his love. And, you know, I go into those weeks, I go into those weekends, I'm going to Poland in three weeks time. And I have that certainty of faith in my heart that father's going to touch people with his love and they are going to experience him being a father to them you know and i really believe tonight even as we're just talking about this topic there there are those of you watching who are going to have an experience of him being a father to you in whatever bit of this journey you're in that we're talking about and maybe even to stir that faith in your heart to believe for the things you don't see and to say father i believe you're speaking and i'm going to reach for those things that are just over the horizon and bring them into the reality but in the, you know so that's kind of an area but i would love to you know in my own life to be able to say it works all the time <laughs> but the reality for all of us and we all know this is that there are some things we 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 hold on to in faith we want to see happen but we don't see them sometimes we wait years and we see them happen you know sometimes it's almost like we've given up and and something happens and you know this is where i don't have the answer you know i don't know why some things that we ask the father for happen and, and other things not and one thing i do know with absolute certainty is is and i, I want to say this gently is if we are praying and believing in faith for for healing for ourselves or for other people and and it doesn't happen you know, I've heard people say, oh, you didn't have enough faith. And that bothers me because that means it's all about me. That's all. It's all about us. And, yeah, how much faith do I have to have? And, and it bothers me when when people say you don't have enough faith because it's taking it all off the father and it's putting it onto me and it's making me responsible and the other thing that happens is you know 
people say I, I didn't have in, it didn't happen because I didn't have enough faith they they end up pushing themselves into condemnation because they believe the lie of the enemy that says you're not good enough and I really believe that that is you know that's the only guarantee I can give you <laughs> about why does some things happen and why does other things not happen it's it's nothing to do with how much faith you know, it's nothing to do with you having a lack of faith. And that still doesn't answer the question. And I'm, I'm, I don't have the answer is why do some things happen and some things don't happen? What I do know is that our father is not a slot machine that you put a pound coin in and you get something out. You know, he is a relational God. He is a relational father and he wants us to pursue him in relationship and so there are things we believe for there are things we hang on to for but there are things we don't see and i have seen sadly so many people i've seen so many people lose their faith because they haven't seen answers to prayer and it is a struggle and a challenge for all of us when there are things we really believe for there are things we really want to see happen there are things we feel even God has spoken to us about and we we we, we reach out in faith and we lay hold of those and we we give ourselves to seeing change and we have to struggle sometimes for years and you know I, I know people in my own family have have walked away from the Lord and you know we pray and we pray and we pray trusting that one day they might come back and you know I hope we see it and you know I guess all of us have got things like that and but I've seen people lose faith and doubt the goodness of God and doubt who God really is and you know the verses that we were quoting last week you know they kind of they kind of throw throw back at us and say well how can God be like that how can he be kind how can he be generous how can he be compassionate when we don't see these things happen and like I say I don't have an answer for that but my well I do have an answer for that my answer is always to take this as an opportunity to go deeper into who the father is because he, he doesn't change and when when we struggle with with faith when we struggle with not seeing things happen that we really want to happen that we really believe for don't doubt who your father is but keep hold of him, keep believing him, keep trusting him. Keep having that assurance of, yes, I don't understand this situation, but I know who you are. And as Paul says in Ephesians chapter three, you know, and when he's praying that prayer in Ephesians chapter three, and he says, may you be rooted and grounded in love. May you be strengthened to experience love in all of its dimensions, because that's, the only answer we can have when we don't see the father do what we expect him to do or we would like him to do or we want him to do and we're left feeling like our faith and our, our faith has become worthless and you know when if, if you feel like that if you feel you've struggled with 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 hanging on to something and wanting to see it and you know, desperately asking the Father daily, maybe several times a day, and say, Father, will you do this? Father, will you break into this situation? And if you've not seen the answer yet, please don't lose sight of who the Father is. Because he doesn't change. Trust him. Let your the roots of your life go deeper into him. And sometimes you know we don't see those things 
we live in a fallen, broken world. We get sick. You know, we have financial crises. Our families have problems just as much as other families have problems. And we don't always see all of the answers, but God is always God and he's always our father. And the thing that I have discovered is when things don't go my way (laughs) or when things don't happen that I would want to happen, my response has to be, Father, can this be an opportunity for you to be a father to me in a greater way? And somehow I have to find that place of opening the door to allowing his fathering into my life in a deeper way, because he is my secure place. He is my only secure place. He's my only hope. And that leads me on to the second verse here because you know this 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 is obviously a verse from first corinthians 13 verse 13 these three remain faith hope and love and the greatest of these is love and you know hope is the second thing i want to talk about because faith is the thi- faith is the substance of things we hope for So faith kind of brings a little bit of reality to our hopes and our dreams. But there's all those hopes and dreams out there. And, you know, it's good for us to have dreams. It's good for us to have aspirations. Some of my dreams will probably never happen. You know, I've got a long list of all the places in the world I would love to go and visit. And, you know, the chances are I probably won't get to see all of them. I hope to get to a few more of them. Um, but the, there's, there's probably a lot of things on my bucket list that I may never do. But you know, I want to have that bucket list because it, you know I want to dream big and I want to have you know all these ideas of what I might do. And some of them maybe will happen; others might not. But you know, it's good to have hope. It's good to have those things over the horizon that you long for. There's a saying, and it only really works in English. Um, you know. And we have this this saying, without hope, life is meaningless. Without hope, life is meaning less and less. You know, and there's that sense that if we don't have hope, if we don't have dreams, then, you know, there's, there's something that is taken out of our life that we are the poorer because of it. And so I want to encourage you to keep on having hope. You know, it might feel that your faith is struggling, you know, to to believe the Father for these things, to hang on when you're not having, but but hang on to hope. Hang on to hope. I I read, um, I was reading a book um, this last week and um, it was talking about this very thing and it was quite interesting the guy was saying, you know, he said, sometimes we, we, we want the father to do something. And we just don't we just don't see it. And then his next sentence was, remember that tomorrow belongs to him as well. And I thought, yes, you know, tomorrow is his. Now, that's not to say today wasn't his. It's just that we haven't seen it yet. But tomorrow belongs to him. And I'm going to put my hope in tomorrow if today hasn't worked i'm gonna give it another shot tomorrow you know and um you know to to, and I, i just like that you know remember tomorrow is his um and that gives us something to hang on for you see it says in one of the psalms you know uh i remember this it says i will see the goodness of god in the land of the living you know and that's that's something that that's that psalm is 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 one of those that I just come back to regularly, very regularly. Is you know I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I will, however tough today is, however difficult my challenges are, however much I'm not seeing what I want to see, I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living, and that's what I believe for. And so, hope. Hang on to hope. You know, in um, in Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 21 to 22, 
says this. We, we know this bit of Lamentations. This I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. His compassions never fail. Now, if you read the, the rest of Lamentations chapter 3, you know, Jeremiah, who wrote it, he's having a bad day. He might even be having a bad week or a bad month or a bad year, but it's, it's not going well. <laughs> and when you read it, you think, oh, that sounds like my day. That sounds like my life. That sounds like what I'm going through. And he's got to the place where it's like he's almost lost hope. And he's really struggling and he just can't see it. And he, um, you know, he, he says in verse 18, my, you know, my splendor has gone. All that I hoped from the Lord has gone. You know, I remember my affliction. My soul is downcast. And it's like he's almost lost hope. But then he remembers something. You know, yet this I call to mind. And the thing that he remembers gives him back his hope. And the thing that he remembers is the Lord's great love. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And I want to encourage you today that if you feel like Jeremiah in Lamentations chapter 3, where you feel like your hope has gone or almost gone, just remember the last one of our three words, love. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. His compassions never fail. His mercies are new every morning. And I want to encourage us today that faith sometimes can be hard. You know, and we hang on to things. We believe the things. We feel God's spoken and we don't see it. And I want to encourage you in those times, and you may be in that time at the moment, you may, be, you may be feeling like that's just where you're at. Let it be an opportunity to once again discover who God really is and allow him to be a father to you in a deeper way. Hang on to your hope. But if your hope is going, just remember God's great love. His love never fails. And I want to just look at Romans 5, the first five verses. You know, and we, we know verse 5 very well, but I want to put it in its context today. You know, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, there's the first one, faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. This is the bit we don't like. We glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Or some translations say hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And this is the reality of our journey. And this is really what I felt I just wanted to, to share with us tonight to be an encouragement, I hope, is, yeah, Sometimes we don't see what we long for. Sometimes we cry out to God and we reach out to him and we, maybe we feel his presence with us. We feel surrounded by his comforting arms, but we just don't see the answer that we feel we, we long or we want or maybe we deserve or whatever. And, and you know, in those moments, hang on to your hope. But if your hope is going, remember his love. You see, because 
When we go through this struggle of faith, when we go through this struggle of faith and, and hope and all, all the disappointments that go with that and all of the anxiety that goes with that, it is a suffering. And it can be a very real suffering. You know, if we're watching someone suffer who's sick and we love them, and we just want the father to break in and heal them it's hard when we're struggling with sickness when we can't see a way out if we're in financial debt or crisis and we can't see a way out it's a suffering and it's it's hard and like i say and you know maybe you've seen many people too it's you know i've seen people who've given up and they said, this is too hard. I, I, you know, I just wash my hands of it. But yet Paul encourages us here in Romans to say, yeah, this is, this is suffering that you're going through. This is tough. You know, Paul says, yeah, I know that. But this, allow this suffering to produce within you a perseverance because that perseverance is, is not, I don't believe that perseverance is a human struggle. It's not like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to make this happen. I don't believe it's that. I believe it's a perseverance to really take hold of the Father and really see in a fresh, new, deeper way who he really is. And even in your suffering, let let. Let your suffering be an opportunity to take hold of him and allow him to be a father to you. So I believe this perseverance is to persevere and say God is who he says he is. You know, God is good. We live in a broken world. And yes, we get sick. Yes, we have financial crises. Yes, we have problems in our families. All of those things are real. All of those are deep. All of those are difficult. And I'm not real. I don't want to make light of them, but they're this wonderful opportunity for us to say, Father, I'm going to hang on to you because I know one thing. You are my answer. See, and that's the thing that changes our character. And you see, when we, when we allow our suffering to be the doorway to take hold of him in a deeper way, and as Paul says in Ephesians chapter 3, we, we, we allow the roots of our lives to go deeper and deeper into him. We begin to have hope again. And Paul says here in Romans chapter 5, hope does not put us to shame. There's nothing, there's nothing to be ashamed of. To say, hey look, I'm believing God but I'm not seeing it. I've got hope that he's good and he's going to come through. There's, there's no shame in that. You know, hope, and the other translation says, hope doesn't disappoint. Why? Because God has poured his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And the bottom line is, God loves us. The Father loves us. The bottom line in our struggles However much we want to break through, however much we want to see that miracle happen tomorrow or this evening. <laughs> and maybe you've been praying and hanging on to things for years and you've not seen them happen. The bottom line is he is a father who is walking through this situation. He is walking through your sufferings with you and he is your father. And he is surrounding you with his love. He is surrounding you with his comforting love. And Paul says, faith, hope and love remain. But the greatest is love. And that never changes. That is the unshakable bedrock of allies because that's who our father is. And it's all down to him. He loves us because he loves us because he loves us. We can't make him love us anymore. We can't make him love us any less. It's totally out of our hands. You know, God is love. And that's the absolute 
bottom line. That's the foundation. And yes, God is good. And you know, last week we talked about how much more. And I really believe that. You know, how much more will your Father in heaven give you good things? Yeah, I believe that. I want to see it more. But I also believe the reality of the struggle of living in this broken world is sometimes, sometimes we don't see it. But please don't let go of who God is. He is good. He is always good. We will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And yes, we do go through suffering. We, we're not immune from it. And I know some of you will have gone through and be going through very, very real, challenging seasons of suffering. But don't lose hope. Remember his compassion, his love never fails. His love is constantly being poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And we can reach out in the midst of our suffering, in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our struggle. We can say, Father, I need a deeper, fresh encounter with your love today. Will you pour your love into my heart by the Holy Spirit? You know, hang on, let that, let faith and hope bring about that perseverance through our sufferings. Because we've discovered his great love for us. I'd just like to take a few moments just as we finish today just to pray. Because I know many of us will be going through very difficult struggles and challenges. And maybe last week almost seemed a little bit glib. And like, you know, losing sight of the kindness and goodness of the father because of the day to day struggle. And, you know, maybe for years you've been asking for him for the how much more, you know, where is it? And believing for it and wanting it, but not seeing it. And that's why I just felt I wanted to talk about this today, because the bedrock of everything is his love. See what kind of love the father has lavished on us. We should be called children of God because that is who we are. And today he just wants to lavish his love upon you. And I just invite you just to take a moment now as we just wind up the evening, just to take this moment of saying, Father, just, just pour your love into my heart. You lavish your love upon me. May, whatever you're going through, may it just be an opportunity to really experience his fathering in a deeper way. Maybe just in these few moments, give, over, give way to him, give over to him and say, Father, just come and be a father to me. You know, don't lose sight of who he is. Put your hope in him. You, know, you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Father, thank you for your great love. And once again, we just ask you very simply, Father, to pour your love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. That where we've been reaching out to you in faith, maybe for years, maybe we wanted to see things happen. We wanted to see you work in our lives. We wanted to see you work in our families' lives. We wanted to see you provide. And maybe we just haven't seen it yet. Father, may we not lose our hope. Father, would you stir hope in us today? Because without hope, life is meaningless. Life means less and less. But Father, would you stir something in us to continue to believe that those things that are beyond the horizon we can see in our day-to-day -day reality? Because you are love. 
And your love is the greatest force in the universe. And even in our sufferings, even in our challenges, Father, you are loving each one of us right now. And even as we walk this this pathway of suffering, Father, may we hang on to who you are. May we hang on to who you are. And Father, may we just use this as an opportunity for you to be a father to us in a deeper way than maybe we've ever experienced. Father, would you just pour your love, pour your love into our hearts right now. Father, for each person, pour your love into our hearts. That your love is the bedrock of our lives. And whatever we're going through, whatever we're struggling with, whatever we've lost sight of, may we never lose sight of the fact that you love us. And your love holds us. Father, for those who are struggling, would you just put your comforting arms around them right now? Would you pour your comfort into their heart? Father, for each person watching now, each person watching later, would you pour your comforting love into our hearts? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let's just take a moment to receive. Faith, hope and love. And the greatest is love. May we continue to soak in his love. And thanks for joining us once again. We'll be back next week. It'll be Barry. He'll be on his own next week. And uh, look forward to seeing you then. Thank you all.